look, there's you know, there's that player. He's gonna be like, yeah. Saquon yes, Barkley yes. sat over there. Oh my god, Saquon Barkley. Just ask him a question. Uh Dave, do you want me to tell you some of the questions that Jazz wanted to ask Aaron Rodgers for he he we're on the phone. I'm driving to work. We're talking about right. trying to get him the accreditation and stuff. And he yeah. goes, Oh, definitely the thing I want to ask Aaron Rodgers is what do you think about the lack of COVID protocols coming into this week? Hey, I didn't. I didn't say that. I did wanted to ask that. I said it'd be funny to ask that. I said, you said you were going to ask that. Mm-mm. This is I live in fear I, I, of this I was, whole thing. All I was asking was what sort of questions to ask, what was off limits? And I said, What about this sort of a question? And that'd be off limits, just for funsies. No, jazz. Imagine we, we all know that's untrue. Jeez, imagine the hey. tension you're gonna feel if me and Jazz come next year. Or maybe we go to the other team. Literally, as Meek Mill said, dreams and nightmares. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sink this whole thing. What else? What else did you want to ask Bring Jazz? I was like, no, let's just let's no. cut this. Uh, um, let's Jazz, cut this Jazz wanted to talk about now. the food, which gets asked by every single person. Oh, how are you enjoying the food here in the UK? I there's never a, said that. There's a list of like. I never said that. You make it up lies. No, now you definitely wanted good. to ask. Myself, you, I, like asked, I was going to say cheese. Yeah. Aaron, say favorite Aaron cheese do you like Scotch Green Bay? Oh, he, yeah. His I would have gone Scotch. What are your sure. favorite cheeses? Because you're Green Bay and the cheese heads. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's a that's a great oh. insight and analysis and yeah. That's good. What else do you want to ask him, Jess? What other questions would you have asked the Packers if you were going there? Well, if I'd known which way I was going, I'd then think about what I would ask. Well, you already had a load when we spoke on the phone. So what yeah, else would you spit- want to ask? I was spitballing because bored well, let's shitless. Spitball. Let's spitball. Let's spitball. I don't want to spitball now. I'm done. I'm finished. You've oh, got to record me now. You're you done and you're finished. Yeah. yeah. I wish. Yeah. I wish you yeah. some. Ask some players about uh, Calvin Ridley and his mental health. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a way to tank an interview. Hey, uh... I don't even know many of the fucking Giants players these days. Ask ask them uh, if what their reaction would be to Antonio Brown photoshopping himself into a picture with their wife. <laughs> <laughs> ask them how they'd react to that. Or soon to be ex-wife. We must or on that one. if you could have one of your teammates so photoshop themselves into a picture with your wife, which teammate would, be would you want it to be and why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you had to pick which swimming pool you would expose your penis to over the whole world in, which swimming pool would it be, and why? And why would it not be if... one in Dubai? <laughs> how how young do you think Tom Brady's going to go after these divorce papers go? Oh, through? do you reckon he's going to go DiCaprio? 20, 20, 22, 25? You reckon he's going? Yeah, he's going to go full DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Have they actually put in divorce papers? I haven't really paid attention. Yeah, to they any have. Of them. Well, they've hired lawyers. They've hired lawyers. So... Oh, that's so sad. But it's, I mean, the it's thing is with them up. though. Is that given that he's the the less well off of the two? I wonder if you'll get a bunch of high money. I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, he's probably doing okay I'm for sure himself. Yeah, well, probably not. What they should really money. do is he's not bother to... with the lawyers and just say, "Well, here's my stuff. Here's your stuff. We'll share the kids. Thank you very much. Goodbye." Probably quite complicated though when yeah. you've got like a billion dollars of assets and you're like a brand. So... Both of you are a brand. You're kind of a joint. I don't know. <sighs> He'll be he'll be fine. She'll be fine. But it's quite sad. It is a bit sad, yeah. And, and it's, it would genuinely just... be a, a sad thing if it's because of him going back to play football. 
yeah, like the guy's like a crack addict. <laughs> like yeah. going back onto the pitch rather than going into like please don't Tom be with your family. I, I gotta go, man. I got I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Leonard Fournette, I saw him please. in the playoffs last year. If you Just spend ten season. minutes with your children. You called nah. them different names the other week. Yeah, they don't really win anything, do they? Yeah, but you know, how uh, many rings have they got? You know, I tried to teach the little one—is uh, it Greg or Gerald or something? I t- tried to teach <laughs> him how to spiral, and he just threw it like two yards, and I lost my shit. I none, can't deal with that. None anymore. of them match up to my first kid, Gronk. You know, like <laughs> how how do they compare? It is funny. Belichick got rid of Brady because he wouldn't retire. Now Giselle's getting rid of Brady because he won't retire as well. So you're saying Belichick next in line to be with Giselle? That's awesome. uh, a slight step down for a little, little bit of a reach oh, that one. Oh, is that a slap down? Step down for her, you think? Bill Belichick doesn't do it for you. He did it. Uh, he, he did it for me a bit last no. week talking about Mac Jones. I enjoyed that. that. I mean, seeing his Patriots so bad gets me aroused, but that hasn't got anything to do with uh, Belichick being attractive. Yeah, it's just the Patriots. It's great though, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, it's okay, but like they're not a good team. It's better if they were a good team and they weren't doing well, as opposed no, I like to being, being a bad. not good team. I like them being bad. They're just like a not a entity at the moment in the NFL, so it doesn't really mean anything. If we moment. start recording this, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. As soon so as we got onto your like questions about what you were going to ask the Packers. Oh right, okay, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, well, if you think of it that way, then the Patriots. Uh, QB that played last week, Bailey Zapp is his name. Zappers. Zapp. He looked pretty good. So does Cooper Looks Rush. Right. First ever I Dallas mean, QP I'm, with I, a 4 0 uh, record to start. Yeah, Dak is going to get Dax, isn't he? When we get to my bet, I mean, I, I felt dirty doing it, but I've backed the Cowboys because Uh-oh. of this Cooper Rush boy. Uh, you're an awful man. Yeah, I feel dirty. Doesn't yeah, it what? feel like this Cooper Rush experience is going to be one of those, like, couple of game stints and then by the end of the season we're going to be like you remember that Cooper Rush thing that was weird like Minshew Mania or Linsanity yeah yeah there's a lot of things yeah or like Fitzpatrick about a dozen times (laughs) yeah well I can't wait for Jerry Jones to come out and be like I love this kid he's our he's our guy he's a great you know we always knew he could step on play this and I tell you you know it's going to be a difficult decision I think this franchise when Dak comes back (laughs) and then that is over Dallas over because that's when Rush will drop off that's when yeah. Dak will come back and be like you turned on me with this guy really <laughs> and the Cowboys implosion continues who is the, who is the guy last year who had that game for the Jets who was amazing and then we never heard from him again Mike White yeah mm. Mike White yeah. what happened to that guy is there, he serving like few food on the side of the road for him at times <laughs> last year there were a few uh, a few people saying bring back Mike White yeah, mm. I didn't okay. hear them. So, but yeah, but you wouldn't listen to anything around the Jets, would you? No. Can we? Although you might want to listen how... about listen to the Jets this week, Jess, because they they turned up. Yeah, I mean they, two and two. I mean that's an they, interesting uh, interesting run that the Pittsburgh Steelers are on at the moment. You know, there's reasons for these things. Well, and Trubisky is not the answer. We've learned yeah. that. You're second last in the conference, so oh, and you've got a, and you've got a four four game stretch coming up, which is yeah, which was strange pretty, to see them change to um to pick it there. I thought they were going to keep Trubisky all the way into the bye, if I'm honest, because it feels like throwing to the Lions to some extent. However, now I don't. Th- are you playing the Lions? 
How funny. Ha, 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 ha. And you beat the Bengals. You've already wow, thrown you into the Tigers. So. Fucking round of applause. For I, wait, I bet you wish you were playing the Lions. The defense is terrible. Probably get when football doesn't become fun. <laughs> no, no, I, I have things to say about this. So Trubisky, I thought, was going to be kept into the bye of the head. I thought throwing Pickett to the hard run of games we have coming up was a bit tricky. However, bear in mind that we have zero expectations to do anything in them. If anything, having a baptism of fire like that and being forced to compete against four very good teams is probably a good thing for him. He definitely made the offense Oof. move a lot more. Don't know about that. And, you know, he had no incompletions. No incompletions. I'd rather, as somebody at the end of this horrible run, or at least my team anyway, I'd rather be facing him in that fourth game of four than the first game because there'll hopefully be more game tape so you can already start breaking down kind of his fallibilities as a rookie mm. quarterback but yeah that's true i don't i don't i don't know i mean he came on and did okay against the jets but he didn't win it was the same he didn't result. win but then again if you look that's about the knowing completions i thought it was going to try and pick me up on that because he threw 10 complete passes to the steelers and three complete passes to the jets the problem with that was two of the completions or two of the interceptions were one was a hail mary at the end of the game that doesn't really count for anything the other one was a ball thrown pretty well towards Chase Claypool, who's 6'4", against a DB who's 5'8". Claypool decided to give up on it. Didn't try and body himself out the way. Didn't try and make himself big. Just let the DB have it. Oh, that's what you want from your star wide receiver. Well, he's definitely not a star. He's not a star at the moment. He is having nope. a terrible season, Chase Claypool. Yep. And then someone put on Twitter a video of um, two plays from the weekend. One with Trubisky, one with Kenny Pickett. One with Trubisky, he gets production enough to have two receivers, both making kind of one made a five or six yard stop and go. One was another was another maybe fifteen yard stop and go, a bit more like a, a post sort of route. Both of them stopped. Both are completely open. Trubisky doesn't throw the ball, gets sacked. Pickett on the same sort of a play has someone coming right at him, throws it, makes a completion, still gets hit. So we can, I've been trying to blame the offensive coordinator and the play call and that sort of stuff for some of this, but I think the time had run out for Trubisky bearing that, bearing that in mind. And Pickett did make things move. Granted, again, the, the touchdowns are all by running or by sneaking or whatever, so it's not exactly a stellar offensive performance, but just getting them started and getting some goodwill going would make a big difference. You're so they, in on this Pickett thing, it feels of like. Of course I am. Because yeah, I, I thought, again... Watching him against the preseason. If you'd let me finish here, you little journo. If you're bearing in mind that when he played in the preseason against the Jaguars, he played against the Jaguars' first team defense. It wasn't against some scrubs. I can, and he looked really I can good. Clip the, the, touch, I can clip the comments from last had, week, Jazz, if you want. We can just well, insert here. Well, feel free. Go on then. I dare you. I double dare you. No, I really can't be bothered to go back and do it. Oh, then don't, don't say you're going to do it then if you're not going to do it. <laughs> I, Can I we just, not talk about the Steelers too much longer? I just, I just think I, you're, I just in, I just think you're really, point. you're really heavy in on it. That's all. Wait and see. I feel like, I feel like the only thing more boring than watching the Steelers is listening to Jazz talk about the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we can move on, then, gentlemen. <laughs> no, no. I'm glad you've got faith, Jazz. You, you're gonna need it. It's gonna not, be a rough not, couple of weeks. See, I'm not expecting it to be a, a good season. Or t- I, I, like I said before, I was convinced that this is probably going to be Tomlin's losing season because of the issues we're having in terms of 
quarterback play and schedule's not very easy either. I thought that last year, but we somehow managed to be a finish above 500 and still make the playoffs. So it remains to be seen. When expectations are low, sometimes that's when people can perform really well and there's no pressure on him because he doesn't play well in the next four games. It's not as if Trubisky is going to do any better. So in some ways, let him have the keys. See what he does. If he crashes it, well, it's not the end of the world. After the bye week, different conversation. Because I was looking at the schedule. Wouldn't shock me now if we end up being at the bye one and seven because mm-hmm. we will probably lost the next four. Then it wouldn't shock me if we won all the rest of the games after the bye. Ooh. That would shock me. I'm throwing that one out there now. Well, okay, I'll take, week the, five, I'll, take, I'll take the fiver on throw that. Throw it out. I'll I'm take not, the fiver on that. I'm not putting would. money on it, but okay. I'm just throwing it out there. Possibility. Right. Saints, Bengals, Could Colts, happen. Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, Raiders, Ravens, Browns. You'll lose both Ravens games. The Saints might do you. Falcons are frisky. At- Atlanta could do you if Cordero Patterson is uh, back off IR. That's sad that he's out. It is sad, he's yeah. what that's makes big, that engine room That's tick. a big blow. I would have felt a lot more interested in our chances against Tampa Bay if he hadn't gone yeah. out. Yeah, uh, their run defense is still fucking stellar. So. They look very functional. I, but um, it's 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 hard to say because the Chiefs are so good against Tampa Bay. It's like, you know, losing to the Chiefs at the moment isn't, you know, it doesn't really. It's not going to be a judge against your season. So no, not at all. I love. Yeah, I bet they they'll the, come out and beat the Falcons. I think. I, I've had the Falcons as my lock of the week this week, Dave. On uh, on a podcast oh! I did on Friday, and everyone <laughs> was and everyone was like, "So bold, so bold! You're going Falcons." I was like, "No, Cleveland's a one-dimensional offense. So as long as oh, against can, Cleveland, okay, yeah, not, yeah, as not long this as they can. Coming. No, no, not this week coming. No, last week. But everyone was like, "Oh, that's such a like nail biter. You can't lock that one up." It's like that's the point of locking it. Yeah, meant nice. to like, You know, have something riding on a dicey game or whatever. And everyone gets yeah it. the Falcons the Falcons are you know they're good they're, the last the last two weeks I've locked up the Bears and then the Falcons and they've both won <laughs> which is a I don't know how Who many have you got this week then I don't know I haven't decided yet what my last oh, okay it's a, big call. it's a big call it's a big call there's a lot riding on it people there's have got little, expectations of there's you a now. very pessimistic part of me that just wants to say it will be Arizona <laughs> no no way yeah no well, we'll see. I'll tell you that what was so impressive talking about a good team now not an average team like the Falcons or a bad team like the Steelers um the Eagles like that was so impressive for that team to just kind of pick themselves up not after panic. being like two scores behind and then Hertz is not having a good day and that happens to even the best quarterbacks and then for Sanders to rush for 120 or something like Oh man, did he get two touchdowns as well? Like, he was great. It's a complimentary great. running back system, uh, and that was one of the things that I said going into this season is that like Miles Sanders can still absolutely ball out in this offense if yeah. that run game is where it is, and and he does. And you know, Hertz opens up more opportunities for him to run as well with a bit of misdirection that he can kind of throw in off the back of it, and the um the option runs that they can run with those two. And, and even then, you know, like. Jalen pulled out some throws at certain points and, you know, Antonio Brown snags a few important receptions. And Yeah, 14, we finished after the game, after the game at Tottenham. Go up, I'm walking out. I get your message, Dave, about, whoa, mm. Eagles. Uh, <laughs> and as I, as I read that message, I see on a TV screen, the Eagles-Jags game highlights are on and it's 14 nothing. I was like, I, I knew that was going to be like a potential like slip up because the Jags are pretty fun side this year um mm. and then by the time we got to the pub it's 2014 i'm like yeah. all right yeah. all right i can live That's with it. this the, it's died out the eagles this. can score so quickly and yeah. what 
I had a nice stat for you as well. Their um, turnover differential is plus eight mm. after only four games, which is hefty. And the next is plus five, which I think's the Vikings. I didn't write it down. Um, but that just shows you like how dominant they're being. Well, and it, the it's Eagles, such a complimentary th- stack that stat that, isn't it? Like the there's Eagles, a really good think... way of looking at football. If you can win the turnover battle, you're gonna get halfway to winning loads well, and, of games. And again, it's that line up front. If you can run the ball, you can get pressure on the opposition's QB. And then you can have a big turnover difference. It's going to be huge in terms yeah. of just the grand scheme of the game. I'm pretty sure the Eagles have had either the offensive, defensive, or special teams player of the week in the NFC every oh. single week. Because Hassan Wait. Reddick got it this week on defense for two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, two sacks, and a tackle for a loss. He had a monster of a game um, and made Trevor Lawrence look like mince me a couple of occasions. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen throughout the last, well, the first four weeks of the season, we've had somebody named as one of the outstanding players of the week every single week. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. You've got three players on three plus sacks already. Like, just all looks so I know, nice. It's terrible. <laughs> Everybody keeps being like, oh, you're having fun with this, aren't you? And I'm like, no, I'm wait. There were a couple of guys. Every second of it. <laughs> there were a couple of um, guys from the NFL I got chatting with yesterday. And they were like, oh, who do you support then? I was like, oh, I'm an Eagles fan. And they were like, oh, you must be having a great time. I was like, no, I'm waiting for it to collapse. And they're like, you're definitely an Eagles <laughs> fan then, aren't you? You're oh, just enjoy Eagles it. Fan. Come on. Yeah, I can't. I can't enjoy it yet. I can't enjoy it until the playoffs are secured and we're maintaining the form going into the playoffs. I won't let myself get carried away. I will only let myself get carried away when abusing uh, hmm. Cowboys, Giants and Washington fans. Yeah, to be game. honest, you could you could abuse any team in the NFC right now because no, well, no other team is no no one's undefeated. Well, yeah, but there's good teams in the AFC that are putting together good performances. But in the NFC, like teams like the Vikings, like the Vikings are three and one somehow, and I was so happy that they beat the Saints. But they're a really average team. Like if we look at them, like in the context of the NFL in a normal year. They would have no right to be three and one and like second in the NFC after four weeks. Like, yeah. it's it's a bad conference. Like we thought it was going into the into the year, and it just proven. All yeah, we almost right. underestimated yeah. how how bad it is. the fact that Dallas and the Giants are on three and one, and Dallas are missing like their starting oh QB, my God, and the offense yeah. is not what it should be, and and the Giants are the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I'm to be honest, I'm surprised Green Bay are three and one at this point. Like overtime win this week, like they haven't really performed that well. That defense is under the sum of its parts massively. You know, I think this weekend's London game coming up, people are all in on the Packers, and I want it to be the Packers as an Eagles fan. But mm-hmm. I could, you know, with everything like they're both getting in on Friday, jet lag, lack of quality play that we sometimes get when it's two teams that come in late and everything like that. But on the Giants on their third QB, Jazz was telling me, which I yeah. wasn't aware of. So that's surely that's just a death knoll for them, isn't it? Tyrod Taylor's out. Unless Saquon rushes it 40 times, which he might. Again, that's not unachievable. Well, he was was playing as the Wildcat QB at the weekend. It's mental. Yeah, because they had no (laughs) other QBs. The 49ers are interesting in the NFC. They could go interesting now they've got Jimmy G, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, their defense is beastly. Bosa is fucking... Rams are having a bit of a hangover, aren't they? There was a wonderful tweet that was, somebody tell me that um, Matt Stafford is playing better than Jared Goff right now, please. Because it's just (laughs) not true. 
also eric goldsby Actually, good i feel bad for him like how bad their defense they've got the number one scoring offense, offense the and the number the, the the worst defense in the nfl that's yeah. savage other interesting tweet i saw about the rams was that cooper cup has had i think 42 receptions so far justin fields has had 35 completions Oof. just to kind of give you an idea of how bad the chicago passing game is going yeah, yeah. i mean i've never been in on fields no, and I know. But the Bears, a... And how have the Bears even won a game? Like the the NFL is crazy this year. Yeah. The Panthers, crazy. I mean, <laughs> they're terrible. They're Baking terrible. But they beat the Saints. I mean, the Saints. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about uh, the, the London. Let's talk about the London game. Dave, how was it for you? Did you see the second half? <laughs> like... Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Oh. Awful. So I, I booked the table at this place, this sports bar in Cardiff, and there isn't a designated sports bar in Cardiff, which is nuts for a oh, capital really? city. No, oh. they just have like what they have a walkabout. They've got this bar that we went to, which is called Boom Battle Bar. And then there's a few other pubs. Right. Didn't realize when I booked it that there was a Man City Man U game on. So all the pubs were showing that. Fair enough. Right. Most people like rollerball. But I'd specifically booked this place, the Boom Battle Bar, and I'd said, are you going to show the NFL? We want to sit in this table outside. And they were like, yes, we're going to do it. Get there. No, no, showing the City game. I was like, what the hell? Mm. So we trawl around a load of other places. They're all showing the Derby. And then we have to go back. We're watching it on our phones. With three phones, we're watching it on our phones. And then we get to enjoy the second half. But, man, that was that was upsetting. And embarrassing, Jazz, because I, I booked it. Yeah, I mean, you maybe should have done a little bit more like legwork to figure out what fixtures were on the Premier League that day. I know, but when you phone a place and you ask them, are you showing it? What more can you do? Yeah, they They showed it. That is on there. They showed it. Yeah, yeah. They did did show it. But uh, yeah, it was enjoyable the second half, watching it with two Vikings fans. And then the double doink was just, I mean, as a Falcons fan, seeing the Saints lose to a double doink was like, that was real pretty. Real pretty. I enjoyed that muchly but the vikings like they had so many chances to put that game to bed that should have been buried buried by like two scores you know like oh my god and it plays so into jazz's, jazz's favorite narrative and i will let let you wax lyrical on this that kirk cousins can't finish games i unfortunately didn't see it so i can't comment fair enough glad you're coming so to the busy. press conferences was, with the london yeah, games I was, this week. I was, <laughs> well one thing i missed i was driving down um Driving down home then. And time. so you weren't listening to all the action on TalkSport 2 either? I was going to put you on TalkSport 2, yes. But then I realized I had to make an account. And as I, the point I was driving away, I, I didn't have my hand to be able to make the account at the same time. I thought so you I would, put I, that would have been such a good time to blaze him. I was going to listen to you on TalkSport 2, but then I realized I'd have to listen to you on TalkSport 2. <laughs> oh, no. See, I'm a nice person. Unlike you. Oh, okay. That's like literally you. the first thing that I go yeah, to. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so to I straight to the hate. Yeah, no. I yeah, straight to the hate. Yeah. Hate, um, hate, anticipate. No, the interesting discussion, though, was because we obviously brought it up during the, during the broadcast of like, Kirk Cousins to this count as a primetime game or that kind of stuff. Kind of. Technically, yeah. I mean, you're the standalone game. If anybody's watching NFL at that time, that's the only thing you're watching. Um, Can he do it in a primetime game? That's always the question mark. Can he finish off drives? And there were time and time in that third and fourth quarter where you're like, no, they're not. They're not able to finish off for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But then... On the game-winning drive, Kirk Cousins throws a beautiful bomb down the left sideline to uh, to Justin Jefferson right in the breadbasket, and it's a huge pickup that then gets them in position 
for what eventually turned into the game-winning field goal. And you're kind of like, yeah, he then did produce that, though, didn't he? Like, he did step well, up he, in a big moment to kind of find it. And Ollie's, there was nothing coming from the run game. Dalvin Cook had sod all. Uh, it was like two, three yards at a time maximum kind of thing. His longest one was 11 yards for Dalvin Cook. It was a tough afternoon for him. And I know he's carrying a shoulder injury, but... My rebuttal to the uh, Kirk Cousins things, if you mm. throw enough shit at a wall, eventually some of it will stick. Yeah, I mean, so I did he, assume He keeps that throwing way. it, eventually it will happen. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. No, I, I what imagine... Did, what did Jefferson sort of finish with? Because he did have a good day. I thought he'd be pretty quiet. 146 yards, I think it was, in the end. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's great. Lattimore, Lattimore did not was, shut him Lattimore down. Lattimore was on him most of the time, but they did they they did a lot of zone coverage as well, which yeah. like that got picked apart, and I was like, "Why are you doing that?" One strength on, on strength. But... One on one, Jefferson had a, a ball with Lattimore for a large part of it. Lattimore made a really good play in the back of the end zone on one um, ball towards Jefferson and came back in and did enough to disrupt him. But the next play, mm. Jefferson was there back of the end zone, went through his hands, Cousins under. Well, through to the wrong shoulder. And then the play after that, Cousins missed Jefferson wide yeah, yeah. open in the back of the end zone and threw underneath to Adam Thielen instead. I mean, even he had a bit of a ball, Adam Thielen. I think he was leading receptions. Maybe he did well. I think he was like seven receptions. receptions. Right again, again, it's one of those things where like Kirk Cousins' stat line looks good. And then you're kind of like the eye test. You're like, uh, like is he the guy? Yeah. And he just goes so missing so many times, like. He's just not very good. I don't know. Whereas, like, Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton was, he 40, was all right. 40 yards off Cousins, coming in when, you know, only probably found out midway through the week that he was going to be starting in that game. It was really funny watching um, NFL yeah. UK's kind of Twitter feeds and images going out for the game suddenly changed to, Shh, we got to find a picture of Andy Dalton to throw on here. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> where do we find one of them? In a Saints uniform? He only just got here. He's barely yeah. done anything for them. Um, so I've got uh, a Bengals photo from like 2013, <laughs> <laughs> like rookie card or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Dalton came in. I mean, and they, I was talking to my old man about this. Latavius Murray came in and had a hell of a game on the ground. Yep. Activated yeah, from the yeah. practice squad on Saturday to the point yeah. that no, um, we had like roster cards that you get in the press room, which are useful because they generally have updated rosters of that morning. Latavius Murray wasn't on it. Wasn't on my notes either. Hadn't seen that the Saints had upgraded him from the practice squad. So it's like, looked at 28, looked at my card, looked at the card the NFL had given us. There's no 28 for the uh, Saints on there at all. I'm like, Murray, get with the carry there because they had a close-up of the back of his jersey. And then like somebody else scrambled around and showed me a thing of like, Lat Murray was upgraded and it came through on Twitter midway through the game for us. I'm like, oh, okay, Tavis Murray, former Viking. All right, he was out. he was a good player in his He's time. Been the Saints for a while, now, isn't he? He was the uh, Saints backup running back for a while until um, Ingram came along. Yeah, oh, what is he now? He's, so it's he's not surprising. His... No, but it, it was just interesting how none of that information never came across at all, even to even to the NFL kind of thing. But yeah, he had a great game. Like helped carry the load once they got him involved. That Saints offense got better as the game went on. It was really slow to start, as you'd expect with like. Missing your starting running back, you're missing your best receiver, new QB, all that kind of thing. And it just grew in tempo and they kind of started moving the ball reasonably well in the second half. And it just wasn't yeah. enough. I feel Will Lutz kicks a personal best from 60 yards. I think his best yeah. was 58 before that. Nails it through the uprights to tie it with two minutes to go. Defense can't stop Jefferson with that big bomb down the left sideline. And then Will Lutz is asked to beat his personal oh. best for the second time in two drives. Oh, and no. double doinks it. 
from yeah. 61 yards. Yeah. So close as well. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> oh just God, as soon as so it happened, sick. as soon as it happened, I just stood up and just went, double time! Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, no one else is really watching the NFL. It's just like our table and then a bunch of random people that have just hung out as stragglers after the Man U City game, just having beers on a Sunday. And I'm like, double doink. And there's just this crazy person just shouting nonsense at them. They don't know what a double doink is. True. You're, you're a horrible, you horrible know? man. Maybe they thought it was a 1990s WWF wrestler. Double doink. Double doink. Yeah. That's a great tag team. Well, dink and dog is better, of course. But yeah, double doink would be pretty good. Um, quickly, mm. before I forget, let's chuck in uh, Cam Jordan talking after the game in the Saints locker room. Uh, about the devastating victory that Dave is still smiling about. And uh, yeah, this is one of the leaders of the Saints defense who had actually a really good game at getting to Kirk Cousins and doing his best on the D-line, talking about the frustration of uh, a defeat like the one that the Saints faced today, well, last weekend. Have you ever been part of a loss like this, this close? Yes, a few times over the careers. I mean, to lose a game like this sucks because you know, even with a lot of things that happened, that, that wrong that happened, we still had a chance to come back and win it. We can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, I think defensively we had a couple opportunities that we took advantage of, but again, if we can make, if we can create one turnover, we can create more. And Cam Day said he feels like this team is really close to turning the corner. How close are you? Uh, what I just mentioned. I mean, you know, I think defense had some opportunities that we took advantage of. Um, you talk about a sack between me and Marcus. Uh, if we can get that ball out, how much better our team would be off. Um, the sack with uh, Contavia Street. Again, we can get that ball out. Uh, the numerous times we hit uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, um, if we can rip that ball out, whatever it takes. Uh, it has to start with us. I mean, our gap integrity has, has gotten better, but again, we can't have a game where I don't even know what he finished rushing. What did he finish rushing? Cool. Um, you know, where we think we have control of the run game. Uh, you let some gash plays go just because it's, you know, third down and 20 or whatever it is. Uh, that, that, that all takes its toll. Uh, we get off the field. Um, if we, again, if we can, we can make them stops. We can give our, our offense a chance to, to be in striking range early. That would be awesome. Um, whereas, you know, we from from our defensive side, we had one turnover, three sacks. Uh, and I'm sure we had quarterback hits, pressures, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we knew we could affect this this quarterback, and I think that showed. But at the same time, some deep throws happen. I'm going to put it on me and the defensive line, defensive front, whatever it is, to get there faster, get there, uh, get, get there before he can get the ball off. Cam, 102 yards in penalties isn't great reading for the New Orleans Saints. How right, and, and one, of them, one of them saved two third down situations. Um, Whatever, whatever that is, we have to we have to focus on the tape and get better in our technique because we we all know that it's not ever going to go in our favor. And we don't we don't need any favors. We have to be able to be strong enough to withstand any anything and everything. So if we play our technique, we rely on what we've been taught. We we know we play our ball. I think we'll be in a much better place. Yeah, I know I know you're at one and three right now, but. Are there things that are encouraging that you can turn this thing around? Yeah, you say that in each one of these games, we go into the fourth quarter within a score. Um, but that being said, this is a 60-minute game. Going in there within a score or being up or whatever it is, that's not winning the game. At the end of 60 minutes is all that counts. So, yes, we're close, but a lot of teams can be close. It's the, it all matters about the finish. Did you think we'll, we will went through? I have no, I have no idea. I, I think we had a chance there. Um, and once they hit the crossbar, crossbar, you can't tell me it didn't go through. But I'm on the opposite thirty. 
So you leave it to you leave it to who you gonna leave it to, and things are never gonna shake out how you think they are. There's no doubt in this team that he's a great kicker when he kicks a personal best and then comes inches away from a second personal best right. within two drives, right? Right. I mean, uh, for him to be in that position, I mean, that's uh, that's uh, and didn't do anything but drive the ball where it was supposed to be. Um, had he made it, that would have been outstanding. We would have gone in overtime, and you know, I think our defense, the way we were playing, we'd win that. But it's not an if. If is just a what could be, and what could be is not happening for us right now. Um, in my mind, we've had potential to be 4-0, but we are sitting at 1-3 right now. First quarter's over, we're heading to the second quarter, we have to turn our shit up. Adversity's no benefit, but you have that way to finish the injuries on this team right now. Does adversity at least build something in this Adverse sense? situations, when you overcome them, that builds confidence. Adverse situations, when you face them, that sort of sifts out the weak ones. Right now, you got, this game is not for the weak-hearted. Um, and at the same time, we have to be able to focus and rely on our technique. We have to focus and be able to uh, know that our defense can take over a game. And we have to show that and prove that each and every game. We're creating an identity. And right now, we're not closing out. We have to be able to close out. Do you guys got the right people to, to overcome? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, if you're watching the games, again, to be that close, you, you could always rely on whatever you want to say, you know, we're missing three of our four receivers, two of our four rece top receivers. Um, we're missing our top running back, whatever, whatever that is. You know, we're, we're not we're not focused on that. When we do when we do take the field, we have what we have, and we're able to uh, we're able to compete at a high level. I think that if my defensive line plays a perfect game, then it doesn't matter about anybody else. Is like one of the leaders. Do you feel like you got to look for some of that coming out, or do you feel like you guys got the right mix of guys? Whereas I think we got the right mix of guys. I think that. Um, you know, again, me and Marcus Sack, we get that ball out, that's a game changer. One of these tackles on Dalvin Cook, we get the ball out, game changer. So put it on defense, put it on us. Is it, is it stressful though when you guys are backed up sometimes inside your own 20 on your first play? Stressful to have another opportunity to go show how stout our defense is? No, we can't let those touchdowns being scored. That, I mean, the last touchdown, they had what, two penalties back to back, they gave them out of, out of that third down and long third down and mid situation, can't have that happen. Um, albeit, even if I disagree with the calls, can't have it happen. Um, that's on, again, that's, that's a combination of things. If the D-line gets home faster, then we don't have to worry about these things. Cam, you've mentioned identity in the build-up to this game. You've mentioned it in the fallout as well. What's the identity of the New Orleans Saints and or the as defense? Is, as is being created, I think that you know we've got a, we've got talent, we've got explosive capabilities, and at the same time, we're not finishing in games. Um, we're not finishing in the final minutes, and that hurts. We always rally. We have a strong fourth quarter rally, uh, but if you start off fast, you finish fast. Um, I feel like we're we could be untouchable if we work hard enough to get there. Is there any changes at all in terms of the unique experience of London that you've shared, or, or is it? kind of the same team that's leaving London that came into London? Uh, I think, you know, anytime you get a week all together, outside uh, influences uh, at a minimum, I think that's a, a huge growth for us. Boom, there we go. Bit of Cam Jordan for you. We'll finish off the podcast with the Jack Crawford interview that we got uh, yesterday. Former Atlanta, Dallas, Cleveland as well. He had some good games there, the Falcons. Had his only Before interception of his in. career at the Falcons. Yeah. Was given the nickname it. Ringo by uh, his coach in Dallas. Why? Somebody was a Beatles fan. Oh. And they just went, you're British, Ringo. 
That seems insulting. Not the coolest Beatle. Just yeah, lazy. Real John. lazy, that. George. <laughs> Real lazy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Ringo wasn't... He wasn't a big fan of it either, it sounded like. You'll yeah. Hear, people, you'll, people will hear at the end. Um, and it I did point like out to shit. him, well, if you're in Dallas and somebody gives you the name Ringo, you go and stand in the middle of the field. And then it's Ringo Starr. And nobody, yeah. nobody no had crocked that. on either. Yeah, no. So. No, no, I bet they didn't. No. It's a real yeah. thinker, that one was. I, is it a thinker? It came to me within seconds of him saying my nickname was Ringo. That's no, uh, that's that's goes to show how bad your brain is for dad jokes. If I'm yeah, that's true. You're that's glad true. you didn't I haven't got that. kids and yeah, I've got the dad jokes on point. Thank Ugh. you. Thank you. Uh, Arnie Wilson. Dad jokes galore. Comedy. <laughs> um, Speaking of comedy, I do that in my head now. <laughs> so do I. So do I. Yeah. Comedy. That's Mark. No- um, Mark Norman. Mark Norman. Not yeah. Mark Norman, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, speaking you? of comedy, the Bills Ravens. Ravens go up to a seventeen nothing lead and then end up losing the game. Oh my God! They were destroying them. As they well. were all mm. over the Bills like a cheap suit, and the Bills just weren't going put away. And Lamar just couldn't finish the game off. He's turned to Kirk Cousins. Oh well, he's had a great start to the year. I'm just, that's just not jabbing. great. That's not great though for the Ravens in terms of that's a beaten up Bills defense that you can't finish yeah. off. Yeah, a couple of good picks. It's a weird one. as well. Mm. Yeah, it was a weird one. That would have been such a statement win for them. For the league, kind of put the league, and on would have been a really them. tough loss for the Bills to suddenly mm. be two defeats after four weeks against Miami and the Ravens. That yeah. doesn't bode yeah. well for playoffs, especially starting so well the first two games. Yeah, scoring really kind of dampens them two. down. Yeah, are you guys ready to take the Chiefs seriously as like Super Bowl contenders this year? Uh, no, they're Super not Bowl finishing contenders. third in that division. They're not anymore. Not though, finishing no. third. Yeah. But you wish you're taking that bet now, don't oh, you? Oh, the one, the one bet that I would have got right, and I didn't take it. That's classic, Dave. That is, that is indeed. I mean, because that Jaguars bet you made on me is looking pretty good for me right Mahomes now. Mahomes looks. Mahomes was on so another legit. level. Yeah, he's that just spin thin. and flick to the. Oh. I know there aren't players <laughs> so that annoying. think of that. In you know, people used to lord Rogers and Favre for oh, as he's. Yeah, throwing yeah. it underarm as he goes down and everything, but that's next level creativity. I know. But he's doing this stuff every week. Yeah, it's, he's amazing. It's the thing. It's the kind of stuff where, if you put it on a video game, you'd be annoyed because yeah. like that never happens. Yeah. No one ever does that. Yeah. And then he's. I bet the commentators on. were like, "Street football. That street football is finest." Yeah, just just outrageous, man. I did like cool. the, uh, the the gif or the meme you sent of the Captain Phillips little bit where the uh, the hijacker is saying to Captain Phillips, "Look at me in the eyes. I'm this is my ship now." Oh, and Mahomes saying it to Brady. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the other one I really liked was the one you sent of the, the one in Happy, uh, Happy Gilmore where it's Ben Stiller as the care assistant and the grandmother. Can you, can you trouble me with a glass and shut the hell up? You're in my <laughs> that one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that one. That's good. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Oh, Ollie, oh, you wanted to talk about Packers struggling? I mean, I we can do that. I was bit. just going to ask you, is, is Mahomes the MVP at the moment? Uh, last is... week, I would have said Lamar or maybe Hertz would be the front runner, but I was going to say Mahomes now. I don't know. Yeah, Hertz I, is a good call I right think now. Hertz at the moment is the front runner. 
unbelievably. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't he think did, I'd be he saying did just that have a down week, week, but but a down week was still like you know being in I mean, charge of a major comeback win. Yeah. So, like, if a that's comeback, a down week, has that yeah. beastly rushing touchdown like that? Yeah. I'll take those as down weeks. That's okay with me. Yeah, he yeah. probably is the front runner. He's he's had like a basically a perfect start. So or was it Cooper Rush? Who knows? <laughs> oh. I do know that. I do know that. Hmm. Could a backup QB stepping in that early in the season potentially win it? I mean, well, if he carries on winning games, yeah. Say so leads the Dallas Cowboys to how, number like, one know, seed in the uh, NFC. Wentz gets injured two weeks before the end of the season, not mm. a not an MVP runner anymore, but. You come in a week or two into the season, you transform the get offense. Able to be considered for an MVP. Why not? It's a good point. Just don't want Dallas winning anything. No, no, we all don't. No, don't they, they won't. They'll, you know, it'll, it won't work. Dallas or Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Um, it's fine. Yeah, you want to talk about the Packers being bad then? Uh, I guess we kind of already covered it. I don't really know. I could imagine this game being quite boring. That's why I thought about the Vikings Saints game, but maybe because there's two teams not playing in the best, it might be like moderate team versus moderate team, so it's at least not. I don't, the Vikings Saints game wasn't boring. It was no, it was no, but good. going into it, I thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah, well, I was worried that both teams would score less than twenty. So yeah, I thought it'd be a very bad advert for the game for neutral. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think just, Green I'm Bay, really Green sure Bay quite like a boring this. game these days as well. Green Bay seems to kind of, in, I don't know, they kind of look to bring the game down to a bit of a boring level. So I'm just not really I'll sure what you're going to get from Green Bay. Like the AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones combination was lauded going in. I mean, nobody, everyone spoke about AJ Dillon. Like he was a freaking first string running back. I know. Guaranteed I know. to be an absolute monster. So like, yeah, he's got yeah. big thighs. I get it. <laughs> he does run with power and pretty nasty and pretty good downhill. But... Yeah, but like he's not somebody to talk about as much as he was going into the season. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. It's I also a think weird that... overhype. The trouble I think they also have the Packers is that because they lost Devontae Adams, they've really lost the passing game threat. So therefore, teams can reload the box up and just go man on the outside. On the run, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to. You can have single coverage on each receiver. And oh, if you maybe... let, let if, if you make Alan Lazard beat me. To yeah. win a game, fair enough. That's my fault for letting them Sorry. be. Sorry, can you hear my dog just going nuts? Yeah. Oh yeah, for the last like five minutes. Yeah. For God's sake, let me just go and uh, deal with it. Carry on. Oh, we were going. Oh, it's very kind from to let us carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. Dave, for giving us. Yeah, this carry on, presents. Carry on. Just hear him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Jason. What's his name? Jason. Uh... Oh, you know the old Canadian comic, the one where he talks about killing the dogs. No, not at all. Oh. Not at all. I can't remember his name now. Very funny. From about 10 years ago. <laughs> Jazz. Maybe longer. Jazz. You remember this joke with a guy? I don't remember. It's very funny. Jeez. Back to the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't see this Packers team being all that interesting. No. To watch this weekend at all. Uh, the defense... Defense... If it steps up, it's going to be a Packers victory, without a doubt. It should especially still be with a... the Giants without a QB. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen them like what they're doing in terms of bringing anybody in. Colin Kaepernick probably still thinks he can play. I Get think they were flight. they were testing out people like AJ McCarron today. <sighs> Let me have a little look. What's Nick Foles doing? Is he on a team? 
Yeah, BDN is um, at the Commies, isn't he? Because wasn't he back with Wentz again? No, or is it the Colts? This is the Colts, I think. Yeah. Hard to keep track of this stuff. Yeah, because it's Foles going to take somebody else's job. Oh, hold on. Yeah, Daniel Jones moves well during practice. It'd be a I shame if we have another game in London back to back where like a starting QB isn't there. As much as missing Jameis Winston wasn't all that big a deal, and I actually probably thought it made more sense to play Andy Dalton mm. from a personal point of view, as we all know how leaky he is. But yeah, I um, it w it would be a shame. Not that Daniel Jones is anything to like I was go crazy say, about. Daniel, yeah, we're not missing out on uh, future Hall of Famers here. It's a uh... These oh my god, we were we were denied seeing Jameis Winston and Daniel Jones. Man, those gold jackets that we could have seen in London. Gold jackets. <laughs> I've seen some oh, I saw something about Baker Mayfield, like his average um passer rating was like less than fifty. He's so grumpy already. Oh, he's so bad this year. Did you see so the thing bad. about the I mean booze? he's always been bad? You see the thing about the booze this year he's so in the press conference when he was like, oh. you know, the crowd were kind of booing at one point. You know, did that affect you at all? Well, did we score a touchdown after they started booing? Yes, we did. So, no, it didn't. Oh, Tetchy Baker. Did you hear what Matt Rule said about the QB stuff? La, 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 la. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm not going to have a job in the offseason. Well, he definitely won't. He's definitely gone. But, um, Oh yeah, but he said Baker may Baker is the starting QB for now. We'll see what happens to Donald's back. Wow. Didn't they give him a Along massive extension, Matt Rule? I'm sure he's on a fucking five year contract or something. Don't, I don't think, think they so. Did. I don't know. I'll have to have a look at that. That the would next be... pod. I feel like he's on a big contract. They're gonna have to buy him. <laughs> well, let's find out. Let's find it right now. I, mean, I do not think that Matt Rule has been on a big contract extension. Matt Rule contract. I just got a feeling that they. Uh, ES, uh, USA Today, uh, not USA Today, sorry, CBS have said uh, Cam Newton could be in the frame to oh, come man. in for this week, which would be amazing if Cam Newton suddenly drops into London and he's got to, he's got to learn, he's got to be in there by t today, I guess, if they want to get any chance of him being playing, because Davis Webb's the um, the backup practice squad guy, so yeah. he'll probably take the snaps. But would it make more sense to have a guy like Cam Newton come in who can at least move and then you can have like a mobile QB who, even if he doesn't know what he's doing out there, which Cam never does anyway at this point, at least <laughs> he can, he can the ball off to Saquon. He can sling it and he can hand it off to Saquon and he can run himself if he needs to. Jesus like, if you're that what far down the practice squad, just get an athlete in there. But it, logistically, it does make it harder, doesn't it, that you have to bring them out at this late Notice all the way to London. Yeah, Matt Rule got a seven-year deal. I was oh just, yes, I, that's I what I was looking at and giving those eyes there. Seven you. years, sixty million dollars. He's going to get <laughs> one hell of a payoff when he gets fucking sacked. But that wasn't yeah, that wasn't a contract extension. That was just his. That was, that was his original contract. That was just a deal. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> that guy stinks, and I love it. Sixty get him. million. Yeah, the Falcons don't suck. The Panthers are terrible and the Saints are terrible. This is great. <laughs> Unbelievable. Things are Who's, fine. Things how do we how do we miss that? How do we miss that it was a seven year contract for six? I knew million it was I knew it was something big. How I did think it was an extension though, but there we are. Yeah, what yeah, just that's how do you give contract. a guy first time in the NFL that sort of That money much money? Entirely. Oh, he's a program builder. Yeah, program so is Urban Meyer. 
Let me know how that one works. So out was for John you. Gruden. It must have been another team going <laughs> in for it, and and it was, it was that new owner, wasn't it? Robert Tepper. Yeah. Yeah. You think that he'd be smart because he was a minority owner of the Steelers for a long time. He's seen how a good team runs. That's not mm. how you do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, I learned this thing from the Steelers. Mike Tomlin's been there for years. So if we get a guy in there for years, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Do you want to get Idiot. one guy? No, just the first guy. We'll just get the first guy in. Seven years. Boom. Give him <laughs> two first-round QBs. That's right. Give him two first-round QBs to play with in a big season. For Give him the first pick and the third pick in the draft. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Fucking hell. I love it. That's like full facepalm moment, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. feel disappointed for them. I I can't even describe how sickening that. It must you be. write it out. Uh, you have to get rid of him. He's been useless. He's done. He's giving you nothing to show you nothing that makes you think. But you've got such happen. a bad team there. Like, whoever comes in has got a two-year rebuild job anyway, which means you have to give a guy a couple of years when he comes in. So if you're doing that, you might as well give this guy a chance. Well, he's he's in his third year now, right? Yeah, it's the trouble. He's so already if you give him another two, two years, it depends so if you give how him bad it is. Two years, though, right? he might be able to salvage it, but he'll probably do the same salvage job as somebody anyway. And then you might be able to renegotiate the deal, so you've got less to pay off. But if you rather than paying another gonna, guy another load get, of money to salvage you out of a situation that you're going to be paying off for the next four that's years, that's fair. Anyway. But if you if you get a top three pick next year, which they might do at this rate, then you want your new coach to have that pick. And maybe a new GM as well. Yeah, but like at that point with the Panthers, they could take a first round pick at any position. Doesn't probably matter. Just go and take the best guy but you, on. Yeah, probably on a QB. The field. But take the QB. I think yep. that's what's like. Have a QB room of oh number. Say they get number set two pick. You have a number two pick, number one pick, and number three pick, and that'd be the uh, the order of who plays. The mm. new rookie's the starter. Baker Mayfield's the backup, and Donald's the third stringer. <laughs> Just Most have... expensive QB room ever, probably. Well, then you just have one cut, don't you? You just have one on the practice squad or cut. But I mean, it just... Oh, no, I know. But... And also, yeah. why would you bring in a quarterback Option. when the whole rest of the team has got nothing really about them? Like, CMC is... Done. Injury worry, to say the least, and they're being really tentative with him this year. Like, they've He's got smart. okay receivers. I mean, I like Bobby Anderson. DJ Moore is good. Yeah. But they haven't got protection <laughs> for a quarterback at the moment. So why would you year. throw a you know young young pup to the... <laughs> To the Lions at that point. Oh, yeah. they play the Lions, Lions this week. Are yeah, they? yeah. No, they're gonna have the Lions first game next year. Oh, yeah. I saw their uh, schedule. Yeah, don't worry about it. We need a new saying. It's getting confusing. We throw into the Wolves, but there's no team called the Wolves, so we can't. There should any be a team. We got all these whack team names, and we don't have a a wolf. Minnesota Wolves, except the basketball team's already the Timberwolves. So, yeah, yeah but. There could have been another what you know, the, com- the commies could have been like, oh, we're the wolves now. Fuck this. Somebody gave me raised eyebrows when I said the Washington, the team formerly known as the Washington football team, now known as the commanders or the commies to some. And when I said commies, somebody went, Whoa. It's like that's not a bad that's, word that's to not say. A bad word, no. Oh, I it is if you're a capitalist. But uh, yeah, but like, oh, it is if you're a like a 1970s person from the United States, yes. Otherwise, yeah. no. Or it's probably it's bad as a Washington fan. It probably gets annoying at this point. Pinkies. But at least I didn't go like, hey, but at least, uh, you know, when uh, Andy Dalton That's... and Kirk Cousins last met, when Dalton was playing for the Bengals and Cousins was on the Washington R words, like, I didn't say that or anything. It's not like they were called, uh, you know, a really bad team name actually in real life for yeah. uh, like 50 <laughs> years or anything. Yeah. yeah. 
Those uniforms are disgusting as well. What? The, the black ones? ones. Yeah, they Horrible. suck. I like black and everything. Not on that. That is disgusting. Those yeah. uniforms, all of their kits suck. The lids yeah. suck. The Saints black helmets suck. Yeah, they Hated suck. them. Everyone was oh, like, there's oh, so amazing. many bad teams Rubbish. this year, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I do think oh, that we, we kind of have a year where it's... Maybe you don't agree with me on this. I just haven't found it that interesting a year because there's been so many bad teams. I find it's not as many... I find it interesting because you can't pick a winner every single week and you don't there's, know where yeah. winners are coming from. That's enjoyable. Mm. It's more the, fun the, great when you do a betting podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. But it's, the, it's more fun when the teams are good and it's you can't pick them because they're good rather than because, well, which one's going to be least shit today? Okay, well, let's run through it. Somebody made a claim that the starting QBs in the NFL aren't good anymore. Most of them. Isn't that what you said? No, this is what I was told a few weeks ago. But if you run through them, most of them wouldn't be a patch on a handful of the QBs that have just retired. We've lost like a massive amount. And that has a huge impact then on the receiving game. Mm. And if you, so if you, and in a league where it's so receiver dominant, and obviously where defenses are now faster and more physical than ever before, which means running backs take more punishment than ever before. Great to see Derek Henry looking like a bit of a monster again last weekend. That was quite nice. That's true. But, um, but yeah, it's just designed around throwing the ball. But if you don't have guys that are, really good consistent guys that can throw the ball it's suddenly not it's not it does great feel like there's a there's a big drop off like we've got some really good young qbs coming through and that are firmly established now and then we've got guys like matt ryan who are on their last legs gino smith's the offensive player of the week for the nfc <laughs> gino smith <laughs> they put up 48 points or something didn't they on the lions yeah Rashad Penny had a day. What? Had a day. That defense, <laughs> the Lions, is everybody on that offense must be livid at the other half of the locker room, just looking oh, at man. them like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Yeah. yeah. In fairness, though, that's been the other way around for many, many years. What, the offense hasn't been able to do anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So but still, like, uh, hey, guys, we finally got it together. Oh, cool. Right. You got this one now. <laughs> we'll get you next year. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, I mean, Jacoby Brissett took on Marcus Mariota today, uh, last weekend. Yeah. That's not an NFL QB caliber matchup. Well, one of them is because he's currently sidelined. No, the person who's supposed to be starting this place is sidelined for off the field issues, isn't he? At which point, we should might must make sure we say that all views expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone, not of the Verge magazine or Andre Dixon as a whole. Yeah, that is very true. We wouldn't want to infringe on uh, Andre's Instagram account at all. Don't want to reduce the numbers on that for him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... How I did could... you put that in there, Jazz? Are you are you waiting to say something horrific? No, no, I just thought <laughs> yeah. it there, just drop it in, you know, make sure it's said in case anything right. else comes out. Please don't ask anything about Deshaun Watson on Friday. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I was going to ask someone... <laughs> Well, you know, it's a long way across. How many massage therapists do you bring with you? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and did they all get COVID protocols sorted out? And, being able to and come did they come and... from Robert Kraft's favorite place? Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved you talking with Josh Potter, Ollie, about Bill's fans throwing each other through massage tables <laughs> in the free game. But then you saw what the Browns fans did. <laughs> 
where they oh. brought massage tables and blow up dolls and had shirts that were like garbage. rub and human tug garbage. and all that. Like, yeah, human garbage. Savages. Yeah. Absolute savages. Oh, yeah, we didn't get to talk about that, did we? Because that was with um, when you guys were both away and I had Graves yeah. and, uh, and Joe on. Yeah. Absolute savages. <laughs> Dis- yeah, I know. Disgusting. What can you say? But well, you there's can't kind say of, anything. I think that any sports franchise especially coming we all used you know coming from a football background like there are some really dark characters that follow all sports mm-hmm. maybe it's, not lawn bowls it's really like, weird to see it come out in the nfl where it's a bit more like it's a bit more family friendly you don't get hooligans in the same way and stuff like that although this year violence at yeah. stadiums seems to have been popping off a lot more oh <laughs> yeah it has. i've seen more on things like instagram and stuff since that week one with the bengals woman oh, just vomiting in her seat oh the the detroit fans in week one were fighting and beating the living daylights out of each other outside the stadium <laughs> well, just kicking the crap out of each i saw other. some uh, college kids uh, having a like inter frat ruckus Ruckus. the stands in something yeah it was a ruckus well half of them were wearing like shirts and and blazers so i'd call that a ruckus Mm. it wasn't like a a riot it was a ruckus i mean people who aren't dressed in shirts and jackets can also have a ruckus yeah i just i downgraded it from like a you know a a big fight to a ruckus yeah it's a it's a skirmish you know if fisticuffs Mm. if you will handbags and 10 paces Yeah. yeah yeah No, the um, there's been loads of, in in Florida. Obviously, it's been quite a few Jags fans in preseason and in the first few weeks of the season. I've seen. Um, bring back Urban Meyer. No, we don't want him. Oh my god! I Come say that in my face. Bring back Urban Meyer. <laughs> that would be such a good T-shirt to have at a Jags game. That would be so good. Oh, if you're man, a Jags fan. I wish I was going to NFL London Jags game just to wear that shirt. Doug Peterson's got them a respectable two That's and two funny. at the moment, and somebody has the audacity to wear a bring back Urban Meyer. Well, everyone would find it hilarious because it's so <laughs> insane. I think people would love it. Start it's a, a chant. Super we funny miss thing. Urban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> any games you want to talk about coming up this week if uh, if you don't want to look any more back at the previous week oh, at all? No, no, no. We, can, we can get into talking about bets and then uh, if you then, wanna... then, then tangent off from that shall we yeah alright so that should mean Dave's got his bet to hand I do yeah seeing hey! as I did it as I did it on the fly less than an hour ago mm-hmm. I might as well read it out I don't feel good about it already so that's nice I got the Seahawks plus five and a half against the Saints. I got the Eagles against the Cardinals because they suck. I got the Steelers plus 14 jazz against the Bills because plus 14 is a heavy spread for any team. So your boy better come out and perform. I got the Packers minus eight against the Giants. Uh, Yeah, I said the same thing. I I know, but it's tough this week. It's tough this week. It's slim pickings out there. Plus, like the Giants, when Jazz said they're on their third QB, I was like, eh. And then I'm hearing you talking about them flying someone out. (laughs) Like, uh, I think. Well, they're not flying in until Friday. So, but that's why I think it's going to be a bad game in terms of like, it's not going to be crisp football. They won't be on time schedules and stuff. So, yeah. Packers minus eight. 
San Francisco 49ers beat the Panthers. That's an easy one. Detroit beating the Patriots. And that has got me 34 to 1. And I don't feel good about it, boys. So I apologize in advance. Got yours, Ollie? Bad bet. Probably. I'm taking the New York Giants to cover the spread at plus eight. Oh, okay. That's why he's so against. All right. Yeah. Okay. I see. I'm taking the Steelers to cover the spread at plus 14. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Panthers. Well, uh, I'm taking the Panthers to cover the spread against the 49ers at plus 6.5. They're not going to be able to move the ball, dude. They will not move the ball against yeah, the 49ers. Dude. Nick Bosa is going to just sit on whoever's playing QB. He's just going to sit on them. I just don't. I don't. There are so many close games this year in the NFL. That yeah, just, yeah. You can just kind of pitch a few out. That's true. That's true. I'm taking the Seahawks to beat the Saints. I believe yeah, nice. in Gino. Nice, nice, nice. I am taking the Cardinals to beat the Eagles because I do. Oh, think... come on! Yeah, I, I think it, it has to end at some point, and this will be the game because it's kind of Murray, and because I've trashed him a lot, and well, not uh... trashed him, but I've doubted him a lot, and yeah, and I'll I think it will just be you. yeah, it will just be the NFL gods will say you've got uh... too arrogant this week, mocking other people in the NFC East. And now it's going to come back to bite you with Kyler Murray. And I'm going to take the Jets to beat the Dolphins. Okay. And that's got me 149 to 1. Ooh. That is. That Jets one has probably added a lot to that. The Jets one and the. I think the Cardinals uh, Cardinals one is less likely on paper than the Jets one. The Jets are a lot friskier than the Cardinals right now. So I'm just going to put this out there that all our bets are already screwed. Because I also have the Steelers to cover oh, fourteen points. Oh spread. god! No! So that's no. it. Just just cash your money out now. Say goodbye to it. It's done. I tell you what, that Thursday night football last oh, week was, was so, so irritating. Yeah. So funny. Waking we up all, and being yeah. like, "Oh, it's over." Yeah. God damn it! Yeah. I don't even know how close I came on my other bets as well. Because it was you never oh, bet was, on the Thursday game. You never oh, bet on the Thursday stupid. game. Stupid. I'm so always worried about this... the early kickoff a London game. If it's early, you're like, nah, you need to be in the windows, the proper window. Yeah, I'm only in the sixes and nines here. Yeah. So I've got the Steelers plus 14. I've got the Detroit Lions to beat the Patriots. Nice. I've got the Chargers minus three points versus the Browns. I'm taking Cooper Rush to just decimate the LA Rams. I've taken the Cardinals to cover the spread at five points against the Eagles and the Dolphins to cover a spread of minus three against the Jets. Cooper that Rush to... Decimate the LA Rams. Sorry, Jeff. Well, just to beat them. Okay. No, just, just hyperbole. Is it, is it Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Dolphins? Sorry. Yeah. I think Teddy's going to be in concussion protocol stuff. That's cool. Dolphins minus three, and that got me 99.4 to one. Ooh, going big as well. I like that. Yeah. I wasn't even chasing odds for this one. I was just looking at games I thought would actually be possible. Big balls. Can we talk about Tua, actually, by the way? Let's... Yeah, what a disgrace. What a disgrace. Well, I feel be so sorry for be... that coaching staff. You've got to be they're, careful. Because they're like taking heat. And like, what could they have done? They're just following the advice of the medical professionals. But also oh. the trouble is if two were saying, my back is the problem, I've got no problem in my head. Then instead he passes the concussion tests, but he hasn't been honest with his symptoms, then it means that the doctor is naturally at fault. The player's at fault. But he didn't follow the... The protocol apparently that's why they fired him. They couldn't just well, fire him. Made mistakes. Player. Yeah, yeah. I think he didn't follow it to the letter, and then... they haven't come out and said whether they have like, what exactly happens. The trouble. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because it could be like a combination of just a load of 
like minor inaccuracies coming together at the worst point in terms of like two is not honest as you say jazz about mm -hmm. his symptoms yeah. the doctor then takes that as go okay i'm going to take his word for it you know i believe him that's fine i've checked him over on the stuff that i can check him on and he's telling me he feels okay in that way and all that kind of stuff so yep that's okay um and then the dolphins coaching staff take the word of the both the player and the coach and i'm happy to throw him in yeah and you have yeah. to so does it come up does it come down to the nfl and the protocol isn't expansive and deep enough are there not enough checks and balances on mm -hmm. internal doctors in the nfl yeah should there be another doctor like acting well, the, as the, a kind the of doctor is a is independent it's not a team doctor they're employed by the nfl right yeah but it's not a yeah. team doctor it's not no, employed no. by the dolphins but they're employed by the league yeah but it comes back to the player if the player's got a, actual symptoms he has to be honest about it yeah and, well, and if, they, he, if, if that is the case and he he's got that guy fired in a way, that's and possibly that's fucked up rough. his brain forever. But you see the Rodney, that, yeah. you saw the Rodney Harrison thing on Sunday Night Football. No, just made a really impassioned speech saying, "Look, if you're not feeling well, like these head injuries are not worth it. The anxiety, the mental health problems that you have, the depression, the inability mm. to feel certain parts of your body, all this kind of stuff. Like it's not worth it. At the end of the day, you want to be able to hug your kid." And just made a beautiful impassioned speech to players of just yeah. like. You have to look after yourself. You can't rely on the NFL. You can't rely on coaches. You have to be the one to take your own health into account, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, and, okay. and I, it's a shame because I think um, there are so many players, you will hear it later on, on the interview with Jack Crawford. He was talking about games where you win, but you don't play well. And you're sat in that locker room. You don't want to talk to the media because you're mm. thinking, am I going to be here next week? Because even though we won, I didn't play well. I made mistakes. They're all waiting for their job to be taken away potentially because there's a million people wanting to step into that f frame and have a shot at it. Yeah. Even yeah. even somebody was saying on uh, yesterday on the sideline of how as uh, most athletes in general and particularly in sports like the NFL, you don't if you win, you don't have time to really celebrate it. It's yeah. like five minutes in the locker room afterwards. And then it's like, right, we have another game to go. We're just on to the next one. We keep rolling. And so until there's that ultimate victory, you don't mm. ever get to enjoy your moments of greatness properly until maybe after your career. Or And it's like, it must be really difficult as a player to be sat there thinking, well, if I don't play, even as Tua Tungavailoa, if I don't play, I might not play again. Yeah, well, how much pressure is he under in this offseason? Like, we were all talking about it. We're like, Tua can't throw the ball more than 20 yards. He's a bit yeah. of, like, not a national joke, but, like, getting on to it. Like, everybody was like, he's a burst. He's not going to work out. He looks like, you know, he's, uh, like, one of the worst QBs in the league. He's boring, all this stuff. Like, he knows about all that stuff. Yeah. So he came out and played really well for a couple of weeks and didn't want to get off the field plus the fact that you had the concussion means that you're not thinking clearly so you can't be judge somebody like i'm not i don't think i don't know maybe it's one of those situations where nobody's like individually to blame more than any other it's just it's crazy when you're a fan at home and you're like you see him stumble you see him get picked up by an offensive lineman you're like that guy's concussed get and then yeah. for him yeah like for us yeah. to just see that at home obvious is like it's again, upsetting. Again, concussions can last varying degrees of time. And I know it was a short week and everything going into that Thursday night football, but there is yeah. a chance that he is okay after after that game, like a day later or something, if he's through it. Like, yeah. 
yeah it's but if um, you get too if you get too quickly it's like oh that the finger might be was such be a it? terrifying thing to look at yeah. yeah. Well, Ollie, you you literally know this. You had two concussions in a game when we played in Aberystwyth, and well, I, I thankfully I, I bet the, the couple of days after that was like some of the worst you've ever felt. Right? It was worse after the car. Imagine <laughs> uh, the car would have been worse. Yeah. You've had a lot worse. of concussions now. I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I have. I've had too many. Explains I had the one in the Union as well, where I landed like on my eye and eye socket. And was out cold as well. Don't remember that. What off the stage? You fell. I was the on stage. super teams. No, we um we were like jumping around, moshing to something, and like uh I think it was Ben Cooper, like thick. big bad. yeah, yeah, it just fucking launched me, and I went flying. And you know the ledge that was on the corner, yeah. my face went first onto that here on my eye socket, oh. top of my eye, and my eye just went, and I was out. And they were like, I was sat in a chair in the corner outside, and they were like. What's your name? I was like, they call me Juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just didn't know what I was saying at all. Didn't know. I woke up in hospital and was like, oh, okay. So that's four concussions then. I'm like uh, the guy from Varsity Blues. No, not another team movie. Sorry, not Varsity Blues. The guy they're taking the mick out of. Reggie Ray, where they've just got the scoreboard and then Reggie Ray's concussion numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like number of concussions until Reggie Ray can't play. And soon you're going to be like Tom from 51st Dates. Hi, my name's Tom. Hi, my name's Tom. Oh, don't tell me that. It's terrifying. Absolutely yep. terrifying. Leave that one there. Mm. Yeah. Sprinkle in. Sprinkle a bit of depression in there too. Cheers, mate. Love it. Haven't got enough of that already. So, <laughs> well, You always have more. Glass but, is always, always half empty. But always I, filled I, out with some more depression. I do think you're right, Dave, in that it's a there could be a point where there's no real individual at fault, but then the fault surely will be put on the NFL at that yeah. point. Because as you, yeah, say, I mean, as you say, as you say, as an armchair only... pundit, you can look at it and be like... Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only positive that can come out of something like this is that it makes the NFL re-examine it and it will make them look at it and it will put, you know, the doctors that they do have in place for these teams on game day. It'll make them look twice at how they're doing things and make sure they're following the the rule that they'll make doubly sure. It'll make the players hopefully think about it a bit more as well, because it's all very well saying, you know, that the players um, are thinking, okay, I don't want to be taken out because I'm going to lose my starting spot. Well, if you get two concussions in two weeks, that might be a career over with anyway. So like you need to think about that element of it as well. So I think everybody's going to be kind of put on notice, but it's just so sad for Tua that he's the kind of casualty of it. I just hope he comes back. Like, it would be a great story if this isn't, you know, a really sad end to yeah. his career. But like you said, the trouble is to try and figure out who's at fault. But if the player is at fault, but still passed the tests, then it's the player's fault for doing that. But then no one's going to talk about how the player should have been more responsible because it will just go back to the NFL should have had a strict policy. But then say, for example, you have the policy where if anyone gets up from a hit and looks a bit shaky, well, they have to be taken from the game and they can't be put back in. What happens if that's in a Super Bowl and say Patrick Mahomes and he's mm. completely fine. He's yeah. had a little stumble because he just tripped over his leg slightly because he got, he got rattled a little bit more. Not yeah. with a concussion, not with a brain injury. You're going to take away from the game and, and someone's like biggest moment of their career. It's a very difficult thing to try and really box into place because we don't understand how to objectively test for them yeah. Get people to be truthful about it because, like we said, there 
the old way p- people used to play, oh, it's just a little head knock to carry on going and coaches would force you to keep playing. Or as a player, you'd make yourself think, well, I'm Brett Favre. I'm never going to stop playing. I'm always going to be there and play. So is that the player that's at fault there or the coaching staff? Brett Favre was at fault, but only for the embezzling money away from the poorest state in the, the USA. Bay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know enough about that story, by the way. Could you guys quickly summarize that for me? What did he do or is accused of doing? Stole $5 million of welfare. How Not is sure. he in a position where he's taking money from anybody? Is he like how. the head of a charity? I think it was in a way of like charitable... Is it like, that he do you remember um, Wyclef Jean taking money from Haiti? Haiti? Yeah. Is it like that? I think it's a, I think it's a similar scenario, yeah. Jesus Christ. Scumbag. Poor Haven't you got enough money, Brett? I think it was something for like his daughter. I don't know. Okay. Something, yeah, I mean, just crazy. Douchebag. Way to go and ruin a But you look legacy. like, as well, <laughs> I, you know, you kind of say, oh, a starting quarterback. Well, he gets a concussion, but he'll be fine. He'll come back and get his job back. But we already spoke about this week. Like, Cooper Rush stepped in. You're not, are you going to yeah. take the hot hand out? Like, look at Drew Bledsoe. You know, yeah, is he, is Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe doesn't get a concussion. We might never have had Tom Brady, and that's kind of a really sad dream that we would love to see. I'd love to see the alternate universe where Bledsoe didn't have to leave that Jets game in week three, and Brady never steps into the field at that point. And does yeah. Bledsoe do enough to keep his job all those years in New England without taking to them to the place that Brady did, or would they have given up and eventually gone with Brady at some point? That'd been amazing. Or well, Brady could have is, just been on another team and become a superstar there, right? Mm. The thing with that, though, the Bledsoe stuff and the Brady stuff is to begin with, we all agree that the Patriots won those Super Bowls not because yeah, of Brady, on, on the, but yeah. with Brady, not because of him. Yeah, he so was the it would have been Jimmy the same with, game manager. Yeah. yeah, and so Bledsoe would have done a very similar thing, probably. So there's every chance the Patriots had the same sort of dynasty. Maybe. Only Bledsoe gets several other... The first runs. half, though. The second half was... Oh, yeah, second half. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, no, let's go back to the concussion, concussion thing. Sorry, we got sidetracked in mythical NFL. Futures. On the NFL, we should. Do oh, that. just just to sorry, just to finish your thought with saying about Tua. I mean, the fact that he has got Teddy Bridgewater behind him, like he's one of the best backups in the league as well. Like it'll be interesting to see. I don't know, even though Tua did start the season well, I don't know if it's that much of a drop off still. I don't think it is. To be honest, from like him to Teddy Bridgewater, so maybe that is part of it as well like you got this guy breathing down your neck a little bit yeah bridgewater's a more than competent qb yeah. he was in a bad team in carolina so yeah. i don't think we saw the best of what maybe bridgewater could do but yeah Ted, steady steady teddy could come in be really nice and solid distribute yeah. well the I, thing bet is the, with... I bet the dolphins could still go to the playoffs with him the thing oh, yeah. is with backup QBs is I think you have to kind of look at them and be like, you need to give them a game or two. Like, look at Garoppolo. Didn't look good in that first game with the Niners at all. Stepped yeah. out the back of the end zone, looked like a fool. They ended up losing. Like, it was a poor performance. But you have to give them at least a bit of time. Dalton, second half of the game, finally got some rhythm with the players because he's finally playing at like a match speed as opposed to a practice speed and everything like that and getting yeah, the tempo like correct. Half, yeah. And like, even the Saints receivers said, Andy doesn't throw it as hard as Jameis. So there's a minor adjustments that have to be made with everybody once a new QB comes in, unless it's Cooper Rush. But what can happen is, yeah, you can have like, all right, give it a bit of time and then it can be okay if you've got something like Bridgewater back there. Yeah. yeah. Might not uh-huh. see two again, which would be a shame. 
Not not forever. I mean, I'm sure he'll play well, again. It depends how this injury Might goes. Not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, standout games this week: Indianapolis, Denver. That's not a great Thursday night football. Oh, Denver toilet. is so bad. How much do you blame on Russell Wilson, result. by the way? I know they've lost Javante Williams for the year, which isn't great. Yeah, it's not good for them at all. Well, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't, he's not putting that team on his back, is he? Not really. And their defense is fine as well. Like, it is all it is the offense that's the problem. Yeah. So, really glad I, don't I didn't know. bang the drum too heavily for that offense. This time. I thought it'd be much better than it was. Much like I thought the Raiders would be much better than they are as well. To be fair, I think we all said, though, that, you know, we had that pod with Shane where we were talking about it, that they had such a high ceiling, but the floor seemed quite low as well. Like, and we're seeing <laughs> the floor real can be floor, very real low floor. Very low. Yeah. Like they could win five, six games like this. Should we listen to Shane Vereen too much anymore though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I love Shane. But like he went real heavy on that Saints team. <laughs> he went real heavy on that Saints team. He did, he did, he did. Yeah. Yeah, and that's looking foolish now, isn't it? That's yeah, we need to find some really good time for him to do his press ups. <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad I can't do press ups at the moment as well. Like when I made that bet, I was like, I literally am writing checks my body can't cash. <laughs> I can't do press ups. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have to do those girly press ups with like my knees, with your on the knees floor. and stuff. Mm. Um, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. You got any chance, Jazz? Everyone's got a chance. And Buffalo have looked more off the ball the last two weeks. Fair just enough. depends if Kenny Pickett ends up being the second coming of uh, the Sheriff or not, really. Nope. Uh... Probably not. <laughs> probably this week anyway. But I, I think that it's just be good to see what he can do and with more competition and more tricky opponents. Would you guys be surprised if the Falcons are within three in the last couple of minutes of that game? No. With the Bucks. A divisional game. Bucks look like they can be harmed. Like, would you be Yeah, they're not I wouldn't be shocked if we're in it. At all. They're a yeah, I, I fancy they're the not impregnable. To... Yeah, it's a defensive line and offensive line. You can get at them. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. Dean th- Pease is gonna be sending the house against Brady. I'm not saying that Brady's maybe ever gonna lose to a Falcons team, but I, was I think close, they could make it close. I was close to taking the Falcons spread this week. What is the spread? I don't think it's high enough that three and a half, probably something like that. Oh no, it's eight and a half actually. Bloody hell! Oh yeah, I should have taken the Falcons spread on that one. Yeah, did you to... not, Dave? I, did I? I can't remember my stupid oh, bet I'm now. Sure, already. you did. Yeah, you might have taken the Falcons spread. You said eight done. points. I'm taking that before we go on. No, I didn't in the end. Oh. Should have done. Yeah, should have done. Might have to do might another take, little. Yeah, should have, would have, could have. Separate bird on there. I mean, none of it matters because we're all going to lose that Steelers bet. So yep. I know what you mean, though, about like games and stuff this year, Jazz. Like looking at this week's schedule. It just doesn't fill you with much kind of like inspiration, does where's, it? Where's I mean, the was... biggest tie of the weekend at the moment? Like Vegas, Kansas City, but like Raiders have shown nothing so far on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Baltimore against the Bengals. I mean, it was good. The Bengals look better. That could be. That should be a good game. Hopefully, good hopefully game. the Bengals are starting to kind of get on a rise again now. Apparently, they've got the fifth easiest schedule from here on out in the NFL. Who's okay. That? The Bengals, which is getting people in Cincinnati excited about. Well, they're gonna 
start trying to run it back now and everything. Well, they managed to protect Burrow last week. So they just need to keep doing that and they'll win fucking mm. loads of games. But if they can't, like he's been sacked so many times over the, like since he became the starting quarterback. It is mm-hmm. getting ridiculous. And I know he seems like a kind of superhuman guy after last year, but there's only so much you can take. So I don't know. I think they either go on and do really well this year or he gets injured again. If you were to take an estimate of how many sacks he's taken in his career in regular season games so far, how many would you estimate? How many starts has he got? Have you got it in front of you? Yeah, I've got the starts. starts? Uh, 26, 30 starts in his career. I'm going to say he's had over 100 sacks. Okay. 30 starts, I'm going to say 95. He has had a very satisfying 99 sacks. <laughs> All right in the middle, baby. Next sack is number 100. <laughs> Took 51 last year. You forget about that because he was so good. Yeah. 51 sacks. Well, it took talking, seven in the Titans playoff game, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> talking about talking about sacks, I think Matt Ryan has had 15 sacks on him so far this mm, season. God, 15. Got... Yeah, I mean, if you want to put what that in context, fuck? though, Matt, Matt Ryan's had 15 in four games. Joe Burrow in four playoff games last year had 19. <laughs> yeah, how many did they get in that Titans game? Seven, seven or nine? Seven. 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 Yeah, Matt Ryan's got no help. That Colts team is disgraceful. Yeah, there's a lot of disgraceful teams right now. There's some teams that really need to have a look in the mirror and think about the product they're putting out for us fans. Jonathan Taylor's out for this week. Like That game's just become almost unwatchable now from a Colts offense point of view. Yep. Boring. Looking back through the, the, the fixtures this week, I've got to be honest, there's really very few that look interesting at all. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. What's what's yeah. the one that you would like? There isn't one. Get up for. I don't know. I think I'll just watch the Falcons in full. I'll put red zone on. I mean, I I didn't find last week's games brilliantly entertaining either. If I'm honest, I was on. I was doing other stuff or watching red zone, so I wasn't as as keyed into it as I normally am. Because it's just it's just strange. It's just it's weird to have yeah. it not be quite as. The product Ripping isn't as good for some reason. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's not as good this year, is it? Well, we'll see. It's still early, isn't it? We've only we might be the only the person year. that after... You, you've all become the Philadelphia Eagle fans of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Four yeah, weeks in. It's trash. It's desperate terrible. for football all of the off-season, and then we get like a middling product, and we're like, oh, it's rubbish. Yeah. 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 Right, well, let's fine. leave it there. Let's leave it with... Uh, on that positive note, let's finish off with uh, Jack Crawford talking for us, to us about 20 minutes or so. Uh, enjoy. Uh, he kicks it off talking about how he likes the moniker of being an international player in the NFL and carrying that with him. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I, I kind of wear that, that title with pride, man. People in the league kind of looked at me that way too. So I like to kind of back it up and show them that I am from England because <laughs> some of them didn't believe it. They thought I was just putting it on. Um, and that I was really American but no I uh, I like to uh, remind them that I'm from London and that I've been flying the flag since I've been over there and um, yeah man it's kind of uh, it's kind of cathartic to come back to England and uh, at the end of my career and really kind of see the growth of the sport uh, since I left it's um, you know it's unbelievable the amount of work you know people like you guys have kind of helped to kind of spread the word and then 
get more exposure on the game, which I think is, is one of the best team sports or, or the best team sport that exists. It's just that it, it doesn't really have much exposure outside the United States. And people, I mean, people don't know the rules. People don't know the rules in the States. So now it's like, you know, we're trying to spread it uh, abroad. It's, it's a challenge, but it's, it, it's, you guys have definitely kind of lived up to that challenge because where it is today and, you know, where it was, even when I first was drafted, was um, it's, it's light years away. Well, where it is today is a yeah. specifically designed stadium for the NFL. It shows it just keeps growing and growing. Unbelievable, exactly. And that was probably one of my got my one of my biggest reactions was the fact that they built this stadium to double as an American football field, which is, I mean, if you look at that kind of investment, it shows the, where the future is going and how much they want to kind of help keep this game here in the UK and keep spreading it internationally. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful stadium and um, I, there's no question, no doubt in my mind that this game isn't going anywhere. In fact, it's just going to continue to grow. Now, I want to quickly go back to what you were just saying a moment ago about being a British guy in yes. an American football yeah. team. Christian Scotland Williamson was uh, on our broadcast this week yeah, yeah. and he said that he got a reputation of being the psychotic British guy because the first time he got hit over the middle, he got up laughing and was kind of walking over to Mike Tomlin <laughs> and kind of like joking. What was your reputation as the British guy? Were you the, were you the psychotic, angry British guy in the locker room or were you the, the mild-mannered one or what are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, um, I, I mean, I guess it's just known as the British guy. My, you know, I was, I was always known for the high effort, man. You know, I go in just 100%, you know, every play, every practice. Um, when I was playing, I truly believed in that because I was taught that early um, by coaches I had at college and then early in the league that, you know, effort will get you a long way in this league. Um, you know, I was, a, I was a funny guy, always a funny guy, I had a sense of humor. I, I, I like to, I mean, I, it's hard to express it to Americans because they don't know, but American comedy and American humor is just not funny. It's all action. It's all action. English humor is dry. Like, it's more content, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more like you have to be a little witty to get, you know, but they, I had tried to introduce them to that and, you know, they, people know me to be a funny guy, but, you know, I, to me, I just told them it's, it's how I grew up. That's how English people are. That's why we have a better sense of humor over here in England. And I like to thank the weather for that. It keeps us humble. Anyway. Well, it might be it might be keeping us pretty uh, wet in a few minutes' time. It's not looking great here yeah, at the moment. Know, so exactly. uh, you've got to think of other ways to kind of you know <laughs> brighten up your day a little bit. So you basically had the reputation of being the guy that would make the cuttingly dry comments that no one was sure whether you were being funny or friendly or mean or yeah, what. Yeah, I had to teach them a little bit of sarcasm a little bit because <laughs> some of these guys they can't you know decipher between when you're joking and when you're serious. But luckily, I'm big enough that that doesn't become an issue too often. <laughs> you missed a trick though. I mean, Jack the Ripper t-shirts would have been phenomenal during your yeah, NFL career, I had right? A nice little, uh, I had a nice little stint in college where I had a little fan group who would make Jack the Ripper flags and uh, Union Jack flags. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've had all different types of nicknames throughout my career. And funny enough, the nickname that stuck the longest and that became the most dominant nickname, which has zero background or meaning, was Ringo. Yeah, it's I don't. It's, I think it's after the guy from the Beatles, okay, Ringo yeah, Starr. Yeah. It's one of the coaches, I guess, was a Beatles fan or one. Actually, not one of the coaches. He's probably my best coach I've ever had, Marinelli. He used to call me Winston, but then he started calling 
Adam Dirty, who's over there coaching, he called, he called him Winston. He goes, we can't have two Winstons. This guy's a big Winston Churchill fan. He goes, we can't have two Winstons. He goes, so I got a new nickname for you, Ringo. I don't know why. He said it once and it stuck like, <laughs> like glue. Like it was, <laughs> now everybody in the Dallas Cowboys calling me Ringo. I got people from outside it. Like, they was like investors coming in calling me Ringo. I was like, you're not even on the team, you know, organization, but. Hey, you know what? As long as they pay me, you can call me wherever you want. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll, I'll stay away from the Ringo. Although it works yeah. in Dallas as well. You can go stand on the star and then it's Ringo star and it's perfect. Yeah, there you go. That was quick. See, that, America wouldn't think of that that quick. <laughs> uh, Jack, we're obviously here at the International Player Combine and yeah. um, it's the second year of doing it. What have you noticed that's changed on the field? Not necessarily with the media presence, but there with the players out there between last year and this year. Anything? Um, well, there's a couple uh, guys that I recognise from last year, and they do look like they're even in, you know, they're, they're in like a, even a little bit better shape than they were last year. They look like they're, you know, maybe a little bit bigger or they look a little bit more cut. Um, you know, it's tough to make an evaluation without taking all the metrics into account. But it's just that year of investment, right? Like we're talking about the sport itself. And you've got these guys who have jobs outside of this. And they're putting everything they can outside of working their nine to five job into trying to come back and compete to follow their dream. Now showing that kind of investment shows how, you know, how much these guys value the sport and, and ultimately their goal of, how much it means to them to have the opportunity to actually play in the league and, and get to where, where I was. Mm. And um, I think, uh, you know, this being here is, is incredibly, incredibly important because it's, it's an avenue now. It, it starts to build a consistent um, program in which anyone, you know, guys in the UK growing up from teenage years to maybe early 20s, can now look at and say you know here's a pathway here's a here's a channel in which I can pursue my dream when I was coming when I was living here in London I didn't have that and I wasn't aware of it I mean these guys have a legitimate pathway to get to the NFL without doing the unorthodox path that I did through basketball you know and then transitioning it was this is the first time that we have a legitimate pathway and it's backed by the NFL who want it to work, who want it to be a success. But ultimately, you know, we're looking at the younger age groups, people, kids who are walking on the streets, who might come from underprivileged backgrounds, who, who are six, seven, six, six, 300 pounds, running a sub 540, you know, doing nothing with their size. And they might be doing nothing, you know, on the street and it might be up to no good, but we, we can get them, take them from their environment and help them ch channel their athleticism into something more valuable and to you know it might not even lead to it might not even lead to the nfl but we're at least going to take them out of that environment where they're not doing anything with their natural god-given ability and putting them in an environment where they're going to meet new people they're going to have new you know exposure to different culture they're going to have a purpose in life i mean that's one thing that this game gave me is the ability to wake up every morning with a purpose and i you know after retiring i felt that was probably the first thing i felt after pressing that snooze button for the fifth time uh, <laughs> that I didn't have to I knew that if I pressed it I wasn't going to lose money this time but uh, no it was um, yeah no it's it's something that is it's extremely valuable and uh, you know they we're trying to filter we're trying to filter through you know 
the rest of everywhere outside of the America and trying to find those kids. And this is just another avenue to find that talent. And, and they're looking. They're looking everywhere. What about avenues away from the International Player Development Programme? Because there are hundreds of kids in general, let alone the you know 300 pound four seven athlete. There yes. are kids in general that could do with programs like this to teach them discipline, education, yes. cultures, yes. etc. I mean, yes. it's great to have this. Yes. Yes. What else can we do with the uh, international kind of progress of the NFL? Um, you know, it's tough to say. Uh, what can be done? I mean, you know, I think the NFL Academy here in England is a great avenue. That's probably my favorite part because you are working with the kids, younger age groups who, one, it gives them a shot, you know, from an earlier age to learn the sport. But two, it gives them a shot to go and get an education paid for. Now, before I made it to the league, I was over in the States kind of, you know, I went out there for sport, but I will never forget when I got my first scholarship offer. It was from the University of Syracuse. And I told my dad. And my dad was ecstatic over the phone, you know, almost emotional. And, you know, I'll never forget that because for me, it, um, there's, there's no, I mean, there is a price you can put on an education, but just the path in which I went through, there's so many kids out there, man, that don't, you know, that they would have never went to college. They would have never got that quality of education had they not played this sport. And that's ultimately the goal, or that's what I want to kind of help to kind of continue, is to have, find kids in London who are big, who don't have a, a direction in life. You know, I, I know, I just, I, I know a lot of people in London who, you know, they just, they, they struggle to kind of find a, an avenue to go down to kind of uh, get on the right path. And, um, you know, I think that this sport is just a start, you know, it's just one of those, it's one of those things. I mean, the league is expanding, you know, you can't, you can't rely on the league to do everything, but we can rely on football to kind of help, you know, help bridge that gap of, of competing to one common goal and one common purpose, which is, um, which is what it's done for me. And it's completely changed my outlook on life. These, you know, these kids, you don't know until you've been living in a system where you've been told what to do, what to eat, where to be at, to the minute for 10 years. And then you realize what that level of discipline does to your character and how much it builds you and, and what it does to your outlook on life. And um, I think just adding a little bit of that to these kids and, um, you know, some of these guys here, just adding a little bit of that into their life will, will change it for the better. Yeah, man, it sounds incredibly like you've got this almost personal push as, a, as opposed to just the NFL you know there's a real yeah. something you really care about isn't it? I do I do and I, I think I can and, and it's the truth and I care about it based on my own experience you know I uh, I was always kind of driven as a kid but I didn't have the direction I had until I put myself into, until I got into a vir an environment um, where I, I did have a a purpose or a common goal with a group of guys and um, you know the, the amount of people that, that or the amount of rooms that this sport has got me in the people that the this sport has kind of introduced me to I mean there's guys from you know the southern part of America Mississippi Alabama um, from the country rural America that I never would have met had I not played this sport and um, it's really opened my eyes to just the world out there and you think 
because you've grown up differently uh, than these guys that you're going to think differently. But when it comes down to it, you introduce football, you all have a common goal, you realise you're not that different than everybody else. And um, I remember how I used to think as a kid and these little, you know, stupid things matter to me, like, you know, where you're from or where you repping and stuff like that. And it's just the stupid, like, street stuff. I used to care about that stuff. And now I'm like, how stupid it was to even, like, think that way. But it's hard to kind of, you know, it's hard to drill that into the young kid's head until they experience it. Until they, until you have teammates coming up to you, patting you on the back, saying, good play, or that was a hell of an effort, you don't feel that sense of... Uh, self-confidence you don't feel like you know you, you're worth anything you just feel a little bit like you know you're you're kind of you know fading away by the wayside you don't you don't feel like you're you you have much to kind of hope for in the future but I think that this sport could definitely change that for some kids we've got to talk about the games I would know it's, it's hard to transition from what is a very kind of you know poignant Topic that I'm happily trying to talk yeah. about for hours, I man. Mean, that's but, why we're here. but we yeah. got we got to talk about a bit about the games as well coming up. Yeah. Firstly, what did you make of last weekend's game? I mean, a London finished oh, to finish like that. That I is, know. I know it's funny. It's like for me as a defensive lineman, it's like you know you hate when it comes down to a field goal. It's like all of a sudden you're in here beating yourself up for three hours, and then it's like you're watching TV, just waiting for like it's like you're playing fantasy football, hoping your team wins or something. You're like. You can't do anything. You're just praying that the kicker shows up and does what they do. Um, who aren't, you know, in the in throughout the week, kickers are gone by like half day. They they, they take with their golf clubs and they're out the meetings. And so it's just like you know, they're like different work group. Like you know, in the locker room we're cool, but then it's like they're gone. Whenever it gets hard, they're they're out. Um, but no, I, uh, that's a knock on special teams guys right there a little bit, right? Well, anybody who is on special teams is kicking. They won't challenge me on that. They don't get, they don't like to get into, uh, the physical (laughs) aspects and I don't blame them. I would too. I wouldn't either. But, um, yeah, no, I, that game was, it was absolute thriller. It was electric. I was down here on the field. I thought it went in when it first, the, that last field goal, um, but yeah, it was it was unbelievable, man. I, I think games like that, honestly, we're lucky. Games like that really do help grow the sport. Yeah. Um, my sister came to that game; it was her first NFL game. And then afterwards, so she didn't come to any of mine, my of my whole career. And then afterwards, she I come over to her in the stands, and she goes, "Why didn't you tell me it was so fun? I would have came to your games." I was like, "Yeah, thanks, thanks." Maybe uh, it's not that fun in Dallas. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess. Well, I get. I don't know how to. I don't know how fun it is on the field. I'm more worried about just keeping my job and uh, doing my assignments. But um, no, nah, man. We we were lucky to have such an entertaining game and having the the star players show up. You know, Justin Jefferson doing the the, the gritty and that. Um, what everybody came to see. You know, and I was. You know, I was all. I was all invested in it. So I'm. I'm. I'm grateful. It was a good game. And uh, on the sideline, I was getting a little kind of like antsy because as they were playing the national anthem, the American one, not the English one, the one I'm used to now, um, I started to get goosebumps and I started to kind of move side to side like I'm about to play and get my mind right just by habit. Coming back. Yeah, just by habit. And then I realized, I looked down and I'm in a suit. And I was like, I don't want to, this, I don't want no parts of that. It's almost brought back like, it got me antsy and then also brought back traumatic experiences at the same time. So I was like... I'm glad that I can't cross this line right now because I would have got it would have been not a pretty sight. 
What about the game coming up this weekend? I mean, it's arguably the you say you know every player in the locker room. There's a lot of similarities. We're all the same people. Aaron Rodgers is a little bit different though. There's something a little special about that guy. Very special, man. Very special. It's uh, it's going to be a real treat to kind of watch one of the best at the game. The best has ever been come in here and put on a show. I know he won't disappoint because he never does. I've played against him a few times. Very hard player to play against. He's plays the game within the game man he's an absolute pro absolute master um i can't even you know there's nothing i could even say to kind of speak to the level on which he plays that game because is, is there a weakness and you're talking to the wrong guy <laughs> <laughs> you need to ask tom brady that question because i i could not i there's no way i could even say a weakness about Aaron Rodgers, man he's too good of a player he's too smart he he has a level he has an ability to stay so level-headed and focused in a game when emotions are flying high. It's a physical sport. So once you get hit, you can't help but keep your emotion, let your emotions get the better of you. He has an ability to kind of always stay focused and keep the goal in mind and, and not make poor decisions when it really matters the most. And um, that's why he's always you know, been a contender. He's always kind of kept his team in it and he's always helped them be contenders. And uh, I think we're going to get a treat watching him Obviously, Saquon Barkley's coming, so that's going to be a treat. Um, but you said was small earlier, I overheard. He, he is. He's uh, he is small, but he's not small. He's like he's one of those guys. It doesn't matter how light you hit him; it feels like you get like double the amount of force backwards. Like he's like got a, like an exoskeleton around his body, or like a shell almost. He's just so freaking strong, and he's the way he moves. It doesn't make sense. So. Yeah, I think we're going to be in for a real treat, man. I, you know, I hope it's a, I hope it's a close game, for the sake of the fans, and uh, I hope the weather stays all right. And um, yeah, man, it's exciting to see what happens. I'm, uh, you know, it's weird. I almost feel like I'm getting ready for a game when I'm not. So I, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to stay in, the, stay present, stay in the moment, and kind of now direct my attention to kind of all of this stuff you know the combine and everything else oh you're the man Jack thanks for the time mate you give us bro. way too much according to some people so I appreciate it man Thank nah you. man it's alright bro of course <laughs>